0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
2: Hey, welcome to Dadtastic, a podcast about two dads. One of us has been to the hospital with their son. The other is me. Yes. Crazy. What happened, man? I know you've been saving the story because you want to involve the listeners on the tales that uh, happened to your son and his broken collarbone. But come on. Was he sitting on the counter and you weren't around? No, it's not a good story. Like, I'm not excited to tell it. No, no.
3: When your son gets a broken collarbone or clavicle, right? Clavicle, but collarbone, same thing. It's it's this
2: thing right here, right? Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, that's not... It's designed to break.
2: Oh, it is? Yes,
3: it's designed to break. In fact, a lot of children will break their collarbone coming out of the womb. Oh. Yeah, based just on the pressure. The clavicle's designed to protect the other more important shoulder extremities, muscles, joints, all that good stuff. Now, did the doctor
2: tell you this, or did Dr. Google tell you this? Uh, Both. Really? Yeah. Huh. Because this this is is the first time here, and I've got three kids. And
3: they never broke their collarbone? Not that I know of. Oh, okay. Um, So what happened was, it was Friday, it was the 1st of January 2021 Yeah, just hours into 2020 It was probably about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, so we're going on Everything's supposed to be better now Yeah, everything's meant to be good, and in fact, my mum and dad, they're in Australia, my family's in Australia, they're like 15 hours ahead of us, so they had New Year's well before we did. We spoke to them when it was the first in Australia, it was the 31st here in the States, and they said, 2021's awesome. (laughs) I said, I can't wait. I said, I cannot wait for 2020. Anyway, so yeah, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon, I'm changing the little man, Mm -hmm. and right next to his changing table, his changing table's up probably... Four or five feet, you know. It's on a, um, it's on like a set of cupboards sure. or drawers, whatever you call them. But um, uh, his 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 diaper bin is right next to it. Mm-hmm. So, but it was full. And and for those that have young children or have had young children, you know, we have what they call the diaper genie, which I think is pretty popular these days. Anyway, it's supposed to keep the smell in. Yeah, and, and when it gets full, and he gets now he's ten months old, going on nearly eleven here in a few weeks, but. How many diapers a day you think? Uh probably like 7 and probably 50% is number 2. Yeah, he does a lot of number 2s. It runs straight through him like a hot curry, which is good. <laughs> His system's working. But so so but when it gets full if you open it like just for like a second it's like poof it hits you. You're like, "My Goodness, that smells really bad. Right in the face, just like 2020. Yeah, just, just like sears the no, no escaping. No, it sears the nostril hairs. Anyway, I'm changing. I made a mistake. So it is te- technically my fault, which is why I have guilt and I don't like telling the story. But here we are. Um, I change his diaper and I'm like, I go to put the, the diaper in the bin. I realize it's full. Mm-hmm. And so I'm literally maybe a foot from him. I'm right there. And I'm going, okay, I... And he's still on the ta- on the table. Here's the mistake I made. I should have put it put his clothes back on, put his pants back on, put him on the floor. Done this then, but for whatever reason, I didn't. I didn't think much of it. I thought if he if he decides to roll over, then I'll just I'll grab him and put him back on and put him on the ground. Whatever. I go to change and and the 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 the, the plastic bag that the diapers sit in. You know, it's kind of like a crunchier sound, like it makes noise. And so he was looking. I think what must have happened is. Um, He kicked off the wall that's right there. So he didn't roll, because if he had a roll that was right there to catch him or to place him back, whatever. He landed, like, uh, probably three feet, four feet from the set of drawers that he's sitting on. So he flew. And so I dove to go catch him.
2: And you're a collegiate athlete.
3: And I kind of got him. Like, I, I got a little bit of him, but I obviously didn't get enough. And he just went bang, hit the deck. Um, and, and it's hardwood floor, but we have a rug. The rug is, is quite thin, so it probably didn't help a ton. Well, it didn't help a ton because he broke it. Um, and and he's crying and all that. And and long story short, um, my wife, I hand him to my wife quickly because she's kind of in, 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 in a bit of stress. Shock. Shock. And she's feeling around, and, and she's like, oh, it's a bit loose. And then, and then she feels at the back, and she says it feels like crackling. Oh yeah so anyway, we went to the doctor um, to the emergency room had an x-ray <clears throat> had an x-ray and uh yeah, he had a broken collarbone uh-uh. so so here we are so we we strapped it to his to his to his uh,
2: chest i guess so what are the what are the doctors
3: but say it's like it's like three days late, like now we're on the day four, yeah and he's trying to crawl, like he feels no pain it's really weird he's a warrior. I don't know. He's, he's like not really in pain. He's not crying.
2: So it'll just r- set
3: itself? They don't- it's quick. So because he's so young, it'll be quick. It'll be much faster than if you or I were to break a collarbone. For us, it'll be like eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so eight minutes, eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, for him, it'll be probably like three weeks, four weeks max. Yeah. But yeah he's already starting to crawl, so I'm, I'm assuming it's... Fixing itself pretty but fast. But he's doing
2: all right, and the wife's okay, and everybody's... Yeah, we're
3: all good. It, it was traumatic. It was a bit stressful, uh, but we're here now, and, and he's okay. But long story short... Uh, when it's a different game when they start to to move and crawl and roll and all that stuff, and yeah. and I learned that the hard way because I was I guess responsible for this accident, um, and it's not like the first time I he's fallen under my watches before, yeah, you know, yeah. so I I'm kind of in the doghouse in that sense. I need to be a bit more uh, switched on. The, the The worst part about it all was because we took him back to the same place we took him a couple months ago when he took a spill, mm-hmm. and um and I guess there are parents out there that'll take their children in and say yeah they fell um we need narcotics and then the, the, the parents will will take take the narcotics you know
2: I've heard of that yeah
3: and, and so i guess cuz my wife was the only one allowed into the room at the time uh-huh. because of the pandemic and and essentially um she was saying that they were like they were like you know questioning whether or not they did, that, that we did this on purpose oh which is quite uh, it's quite and i understand wholeheartedly why they have to because there are people out there that abuse drugs and and pain meds and all but it that. Felt like a little
2: insult to injury.
3: Well, yeah, it's like, like my wife is um, more emotional than I am, so mm. she's a wreck. She was crying, bawling, and she was quite hysterical. She's pacing up and down the, the waiting room, and like you know, she's in some distress. And then they go in there and they're like, you know, questioning her as to whether or not. That, that we did this on purpose, which, which, yeah, didn't, I guess, added insult to injury. Yeah. But anyway, we're okay. We're good. We're, we're fine. And, and life is moving on. He's okay.
2: Well, I haven't talked to you for a little bit because we took a week off last week and, uh, Yesterday, we had a little medical emergency at my house. What happened? Well, so, you know, I got my kids 50-50. So we go two on, two off, three on, and we just kind of alternate. So you never go more than three days without seeing your kids, which I really do like. For any divorced parents out there, the 50-50, two day, two off, three days, that works pretty well. Well, yesterday was my day. Okay. And so, uh, I'm supposed to pick up the kids. Now, Presley's got her own license, so she's self-sufficient. She takes care of herself. Mm -hmm. So then that means at 2.50, I'm there to pick up Frankie. Okay. You know, and then right after we pick up Frankie, we swing by and pick up Bowden. And then, you know, we get our homework done and whatever needs to be done. Well, it's about two o'clock, uh, and, uh, I notice my, my phone's ringing. And, uh, it's my ex-wife. I'm like, ugh. So when you're divorced and your ex-wife's calling, there's two things you go like, do I owe her money or did something bad happen? Yeah. And I don't have to pay her until a certain day, so I know I didn't owe her money. hmm So I was like, oh, man. Hello? Hey, don't worry about picking up Frankie. Oh, why? Um, and there was kind of like a long pause. She's okay. What what, what happened? She got her period. Ah. Uh. And this is traumatic because this is my little girl who promised me that she She'd would never, never get, get a it. period. Yeah. And so it happened. Aww. And so she went home and everything was cool. And, you know, and at that point, I just have to pass the ball off to my ex-wife because, I mean, I was like, so she has everything she needs. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to send her home to your house with some stuff that she can use and all this cool stuff. And so I'm like, oh, let me talk to her. She gets on the phone. Hey, dad. Hey, hon, what's going on? Nothing. Hey, look, it's it's going to be okay. I know, dad. I said, do you want to have a period party? Because I saw a comedian through a period party for his daughter. And I was like, do you want to have one? She's like, what is that? And I was like, I don't know. You know, we can have whatever you want for dinner. You know, we'll just kind of make it special for you. And she goes, she kind of laughs. She says, I don't know, dad. And I was like, well, just whatever you want, whatever you want for dinner tonight. We can have it. Yeah. Lasagna, dad. You know, I made the bad joke of we can make some pasta with red sauce. And she goes, no, dad. I don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) And so so she goes, I'll have some taco time. And I was like, great. Because I love taco time. Super soft taco coming your way. We're going to get stuffed Mexi fries as well. Whatever you want, this is for you. Last question is, because the comedian told me about this. I was like, we got to name it.
3: Oh, Casey. (laughs) we got to
2: name it. And I go, what do you want to name it? And she goes, Dad, I've thought about this, because we've talked about it before. She goes, Amy. Oh, I was going to say, okay, It's <laughs> good. So, so, so Amy came now, and Amy will be visiting us once a month for the rest of her life. Yeah. Until menopause. And yeah. So, I mean, not a broken collarbone. No,
3: but both being in, in the walls. And-
2: yeah. So that's just <sighs> a little taste of Dadtastic and uh, what we've got to bring to the table. So uh, stick around. More datastic, more stories, and a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. I'm Dave Cawley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home.
2: Hey, welcome back to Dad Tastic, a podcast about two dads. We just heard about Tom and his son's broken clavicle, my daughter getting her period. That's the kind of gold you get when you tune in to two dads just trying to talk it out, you know, because really that's what this podcast is about. Me and you trying to figure our way through this world. I'm a little bit older. You're a little bit younger. I'm in better shape, which is kind of weird because I was looking at you. Mm. And- Here we go. Yeah, well, there d- we bloody go. What do you got for me? Well, because you said you were walking and you said you were running, and it looks like you've just been running to the fridge.
3: Well, yeah, running wasn't built in a day, Case. But it was torn down. Give me a second to breathe here, would you? It's like, yeah, I got got a few extra on me. I think I'm clocking in at about 190.
2: Ooh, is that the heaviest you've ever been? Heavens no. No, I mean, I was 215 when I... Yeah, but you were a collegiate athlete. So what? And you were lifting weights. So What?
3: Now you're just a dad. Yes, 190. I, if I get down to 180, I'll be happy.
2: Okay. And so how is the running, walking going? Because I saw, you know, what's crazy is that I consider you a good friend.
3: That's, I consider you a good friend, Case.
2: But most information I get from you is either during this podcast or through your Instagram feed. Yeah. And so the other night I'm scrolling through and I see that you're out there in the dead of winter. You're all buttoned up and you're getting ready to push your son on a, on a little bit of a jog. So are you still doing the jogging? Yeah, I should be doing it more probably.
3: But look, I I go probably two or three times a week. Uh huh. I I'll knock out probably ten miles a week, what? which isn't much. Like that's like what I don't know three and a bit miles run. Yeah. You know is is what I'm what I'm looking at. So here's the deal. So my wife turns thirty, the dirty thirty, Ooh. February twenty third. Okay. I'm like, whoa man. I got to do something for her. Yeah, it's like a big birthday, so I, I got to buy her something pretty, pretty good. Yeah. So what? What are the options? Well, so I've already bought her. Oh. And so I, I'm I'm looking online, and um, she's been wanting a Peloton. Have you heard about the Pelotons? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a cult. Well, yeah, it is. A lot of people are into it. Yeah. Um, I mean,
2: so basically, for those who don't know, the Peloton is a bike. Uh, it's about anywhere from thirty-five hundred dollars up to. I no,
3: no, that's not that much. I,
2: did you buy it used?
3: No, no, but off the Peloton website. So you can get last year's model. They ha- So this is kind of silly. For, for anybody that's interested, last year's model is the same bike and the same um, digital screen uh-huh. as the new bike. They call it the pl- Peloton Plus, I believe. The only difference is on the new bike the the screen swivels oh. but it's like an extra 750 odd dollars if you want to just swivel a screen which to me i was like oh it doesn't make a ton of sense you know financially that's probably the the bike is like with tax 2 grand Okay, so it's not like uh, it's there's not like a four grand purchase, but that's a good purchase. It's a good
2: purchase, but also with that, and I don't think a lot of people know there's a subscription, right? You- so there's a forty dollar a month subscription. Okay,
3: so if you buy the bike outright and pay up front, uh-huh. then you're paying forty bucks for a personal trainer a month, which is a pretty good deal.
2: Right, and they can take you on all kinds of different rides. Because I think in the new year, everybody sets new goals for their health, weight loss, fitness, whatever it may be. Uh, So this one, you can go to her and say, hey, this is what I want to do. And they go, well, you're going to want this class, this class, and this class. Now, my question is, do you get those classes when you want them, or do you have to sign on? Are they live? I guess is what I'm asking.
3: Well, we're not there yet, so I I can't answer that. But there are yoga classes and strength classes. again on a bike? No, well, that's that's why the swivel screen has come into play, because if you want to put a yoga mat next to the bike, swivel the screen. I'm like, whatever, we'll just move the bike forward a bit and do it behind the bike, it's no big deal. Anyway, I bought it, and I thought it was going to take eight weeks to get it. It didn't. And when I get to the end of it, um, they said, I, so it was like um, last Monday, I think, is when I ordered it, and then I get to the very end, um, right before I hit process payment, and it says it can get here on Thursday. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, uh I've got myself a little dilemma here because I you know do I just get her the bike for th- this Thursday and say, here's your birthday present two months early? Or do I do I like wait? You know what I mean? It's like so I just decided I'm gonna get it for her on Thursday. And and the reason I decided that case was because we're in winter mm-hmm. and she's been complaining about, you know, exercising, she's want- she's wanting to get into it again, and-, and obviously it's cold, and she's not like me in the sense that she'll just go out in the pitch black at, at 30 degrees Fahrenheit and-, and go for a trot, or go for a run. So I'm like, yes, yeah, good. I'm just going to get her a birthday present here now. Kay. Didn't tell her about it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a van pulls in on Thursday, a white van. Uh-huh. And Kate's like, there's a van in our in our driveway, Tom. And Hide I'm like, the
2: kid. Because normally white vans and kids they don't go good together.
3: Yeah, I'm like, oh don't worry about it, dear. It's your it's actually your birthday present. I got it for you early. I'm like, come outside, check it out.
2: <laughs> She's
3: like, wait, what? She's like very flustered. And um well, long story short, we went outside, we saw the the bike, she loves it. Uh-huh. She's very happy. And, and she now has a, a, a I guess we, cause yeah, I'm going to use it, but I want her to use it more, more. Yeah. Um, not that I don't want to use it a ton, but like it was my birthday present for her. So I feel bad if I was on it more than she was, then it would come across as if it was my, and it's not, it's her. So I want her to really get stuck into it. So that's kind of what I did for her. It's a decent purchase. Don't get me wrong. It's probably the, the most expensive purchase I've, I've, I've made from, for a present. God forbid you guys ever get divorced. You know what? Stop right there because <laughs> the second I bought this, I I I thought of the the longboard, the stand up <laughs> paddleboard. <laughs> I think of that I'm gone. If this doesn't work out, does she get the Peloton?
2: she should. It's a gift for her. Yeah, but in your in your previous experiences, I didn't get the Father's Day gift I got. No, so
3: which would mean I would get the peloton. I just know it's gonna, I'm not going to work out like that. But yeah, oh, I did think of that case.
2: That's funny. So I think that's a great gift. I think I th- I, I could. I don't know if I could have done better. Well, but here's the problem: you still got to do something big for the Dirty Thirty. Um, I don't know if I do. Yeah, you do.
3: I'm just telling you. Yeah, you can't let it. And this c- is what this was part of the decision making between: do I get it for the day of, or do I? Yeah. Because I'm like, then what do
2: I do on the day off? Yeah, look, no, no, so I'm not saying you have to buy another gift for the Dirty Thirty, but you still need to make the Dirty Thirty day a day. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think you have to go back to the pocket and okay. and, and get another gift. All right, but you know, you know I
3: I agree. You got to do
2: something like a nice dinner, and make it a, make it a nice day. Yeah, um, you know what you could have done is thrown her a surprise party on the Thursday that the bike came. Well, she'd be like, what? Yeah, that's fun. He's like, what? Well, I-
3: well, but the surprise party, here's the surprise party in a pandemic case, probably hard to do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, come on, we're in the middle of winter. It's not like I can throw it outside. Can you screw your head on correctly,
2: please? <laughs> hey, I was just thinking out loud. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't.
3: Yeah. No, that one didn't work. But yeah, anyway, so um, that's, that's kind of how it all played out. And we're excited about it. And uh, that should help me lose some of my love handles. But I hear, Case, at 55. They're tough.
2: You're deciding. Yeah, I'm losing. This is the year that I lose my love handles.
3: So you've been farting a decent amount since the podcast has started. It happens,
2: you know. I'm, I'm everybody does it. And you said you've you've changed your diet. Well, yeah. So I, I, I'm I'm eating a cleaner, healthier diet. I've just downloaded uh, my Fitness Pal. Okay. Uh, and this is going to track uh, everything I eat. Oh, you're doing like your calorie counting. Uh, yeah. And oh, okay. So I'm working on what you call your macros. Yeah. There's macros and micros. Yeah. And micros it seems to be a, like a like Zach science, the macros. And so I'm working with this girl named Abby and she's at the gym up in Ogden with me. And, uh, she's lean. No, she's won like competitions, weightlifting competitions. Like, I mean, she's physique and it's great. And so she goes, she goes, Hey, you're, you're, you're looking pretty good. And I go, thanks. But I just, my whole life, I've always had these love handles and, and they're, they're big. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's not a good look for me. And so I wanted to get rid of them. And she goes, I can help you. So I said, I'm going to do it on the the 4th of July – on January. She goes, why January? And I go, because that's the new year. She says, well, if you really want to do it, you got to start now. And I was like, well, I want to get through the holidays. <laughs> come you know. on. It's silly season. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like everywhere you go, every time I come home, there's like some, some pears or some chocolate or some pretzels on my porch because the neighbors are bringing me gifts. And I feel bad because I never buy them stuff, but I take it anyways. <laughs> You know, um, and so I, now I'm starting it. So it, it's a pretty lean protein. Uh, but the great thing is, is with this thing, the macros, you can eat whatever you want. You just have to scan it before you eat it, and at the end of the day, it'll tell you how you did.
3: Like, uh, like you just take a photo of it. So and like the app if, will if, yeah. If tell there's a
2: barcode you. on it, you scan it. It'll tell you all the stuff. Last night, you know, for the period party, we went and got soft, super soft tacos. at taco time, they're in there. Uh, you know, I can put my diet Mountain Dew in there. Uh, right now I'm giving up, uh, Swedish fish and peanut MMs uh, for the time being. Um, I really, this is, this is the year that I want to get rid of the love handles. I like that. And I'm not 55. I'm going to be 47, I think, or maybe 48. I really don't know my age.
3: I asked Kate what, how old I was the other day in the car too. She started laughing. I think I'm 28. Yeah. But I could be 29. I I think I'm 28. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I'm 28.
2: Okay, then I should be, I'll be turning 48 then.
3: Yeah, I think that's right.
2: And that's okay, but, you know, I'm knocking on the door of 50, and that's kind of scary. But honestly, I feel like I'm in better shape now than I have been for the past 10 years. That's, that's good. I think I'm going to run a marathon this year. I've ran two halves, and I want to do one. And if you do one, I'll do one with you, but I'm only, only going to do one. Like, if I meet a guy and he's run more than three marathons, psycho. He's a psycho.
3: Yeah, mm, that's my mum. She's a psycho. Yeah, she ran. So she ran the New York marathon a few years ago, and she was toast afterwards. She was done. You know, like mentally, physically exhausted. And she's like, I'm done. I'm never going to do it again. And she's training for another one now. It's like, just stop, would yeah. you? You psychopath, stop yeah, it.
2: Yeah. So, but I would like to do one because. I- like I used to joke uh, when I was on TV all the time. My mom used to say that I'm getting paid to do my bucket list because whatever I could dream up, I can make it work because you show up with a camera and people are like, yeah, sure, you can do that. Um, but I, I'm now – I think I want to put together a bucket list, mm. man. You know, and, and That's a good idea, in case. A, And a marathon would be on the bucket list just to go, hey, yeah, I've done that. Because <laughs> I think there's a lot of – good that can come out of it you can test
3: yourself well that's why I would do it is mentally I want to see what I'm capable of because it's been now five years five years crazy five years since I played um, collegiate football and that was grueling physically mentally that was hard Mm -hmm. Uh, but I've kind of taken a break and what, what I found is the game of golf has kind of crept its way in uh, as some sort of replacement you know to be like how good at golf can i get or yeah you know and, and that's fun and i like that but it's not physically all that stressful it's yeah. more mental than, than than physical for me
2: it's hard to tell people that your physical activity is golf yeah when you drive around in a cart and you swing a club yeah 80, 82 times yeah <laughs>
3: you know yeah it's yeah it's it's really hard but so i think running and running a marathon in particular i think that Will tell me where, where I'm at mentally and physically, but yeah, I I'm kind of nervous. I, I will admit I'm nervous because you know if you go out and say I'm going to run a marathon this year, uh-huh. people now expect you to run a marathon, and so I. But I guess I just said it, so I guess I'm running a marathon this year.
2: Yeah, and I think that'll be all right, and I think the peloton will help with you. I hope so. And so, um, you know, I haven't spoken to you in a in a couple of weeks, and uh, I had to do the uh, redemption turkey. How'd it go, Case? I knocked it out of the park. So Talk me through it. Okay. So here's the deal. So the lovely Leslie and I, um, as you know, Thanksgiving last year. Um, you nearly burnt the house on fire. Yeah, because I spatchcocked the turkey. Uh, I just was ill-prepared. You mm. know, you know, in the fraternity, they used to say, if you failed the plan, you plan to fail. Mm. Well, I failed the plan then. I just tried to, you know. So this time around, I know that the redemption turkey's coming. So Leslie's hitting me up. Do you got everything? Do I need to get anything? It's like, no. We're good. Dog. I got this. We're I got good, this. Dog. Um, and because I had a secret weapon, hmm. there's a barbecue shop uh, just in Layton, and okay. uh, they specialize in all things smoked. Gotcha. Traeger. You, they've got all anything you do with the wood pellet. They got it. Gotcha. So I went in there. We like those people. Yeah, Dad's <laughs> so, like those bloody people, don't we? I walked in there and I looked around, and there was four other dudes just like me going, "All right, I, I'm in charge of the turkey." I got this, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And so I go into him, I go, hey listen. And I'm just honest. And I think it's probably because of my recovery, but I just open up my mouth and just stuff comes out. I go, listen, last year I was tasked with the turkey, almost burnt the house down. They don't want me to cook anymore. I gotta get that right back. And the guy looks at me and goes, I get it. I go, so this year the turkey's gotta be perfect. He goes, This is what you need. Boom. Here we go. Bring out the notes on the phone. I'm gonna write this stuff down. He goes, You need a brining. He said, I've heard about brining. He goes, but you got to brine it this way. So says, you has got to get yourself a bucket and a bag, okay? And then he goes into this back room, and it seemed like a drug deal. And he's back there in a minute. He's like, I think I got it. I think, Yeah, here it is. And he brings it out to me. It's this little jar, and it's just a brine solution. And he goes, all you need to do is pour this in there. Add some water. Add some water. I said, do I have to do any cut lemons, limes, any sage? Nope. It's all in here. This is the stuff. So I pour it in there. Put the water up there. Put it in there. Go put it out in the garage for 24 hours. Nice work, Dad. Okay. Now, last year, if you remember, I did the spatchcock, and that's where you break the yep. the, the I did
3: that for, for Thanksgiving. and yeah.
2: liked it. Yeah. I liked it. But I didn't spatchcock this one. And they told you to not do that? They told me not to. He goes, the spatchcock's just going to cut down your cooking time. It really doesn't do anything other than cut down the cooking time. Yes. So if times doesn't matter, just do it whole. I was like, okay, because everybody when they when you go to a turkey dinner, you know what I mean, they want the turkey, they want to see the whole the present. The they want to see the bird, they want to see the skin, they want to see it just I mean it, there's something about that magnificent bird just in all its glory with its cooked skin.
3: Sure. My my only my only thought quickly would be, you know, if um if you can cut down the cooking time on a redemption tour. Yeah. You know, it's l- it's less time in which you can potentially fail. Yeah, yeah. But so you, so you, you just you did it the Casey way, yeah. as Casey's always done. Said, "I go big or go home. That's I'm going to do it
2: the long way." Yeah, and so you know, every every two hours, every thirty minutes, going out there checking on it. Now, here's what I didn't do last time. Last time when I spatchcock it, I just set the bird right on the grate. On the grill, okay. You know what I mean? And I think that's where my problem was because the juices came down, ignited the fire, and almost caught the house on fire. Gotcha. And I talked to the guy at the barbecue stop. I think it's a barbecue pit right there in there. Uh-huh. I said, hey, do I want to put a pan underneath it? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, oh, because last time I did not And he goes, yeah, that's not a good idea. So I got a pan, put it underneath it. And that way you can catch the drippings and make a great gravy out of it. <laughs> wow. Genius. But I didn't do that. So I, so, so I put it in the pan. And then right before we're going in, Leslie called an audible. She goes, what about some butter? And I go, yeah, let's do it. So she cut up a whole stick of butter, and I lifted up the, the skin. skin, tucked a little butter in there, a little in there. Played hide-and-seek with butter all over this bird.
3: Next time, yeah, I'd recommend doing like a um, uh, rosemary garlic butter.
2: Ooh.
3: That's what we did for Thanksgiving. I like that. And Kate had like three sticks of butter. Really? and then you crush some garlic, you know, and and throw that in the butter with some some sliced, you know, rosemary and uh that was good, but I'm sure the butter itself was was great because that adds a ton of flavor, a ton of moisture. The um, moisture I
2: think is the key.
3: Yes, because you want the meat, specifically the breast. Yeah to stay, you know, you just do not want to dry that meat out. No. You Nothing
2: f- worse than dry turkey breast meat. You know, and so, yeah, so then we put it in there, and it came out. How uh, long did you cook it for? I think it was four and a half hours. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. And so my pretty mom quick. came over, my brother came over, everybody was there, all the critics. And my mom and brother, like, they don't hold their punches. If it was a bad bird, they would have told me. But. I got to hear it from her mouth herself because I I think, yeah, I think she thought for sure that I was going to fail. Um, here she, let's see if we can get her on the phone here. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Hi, hi Leslie, you're on the podcast. Please don't swear. How are you? Good. How are you? So we just talked to Tom found out about the broken, broken clavicle bone. Uh, you'll have to listen to the episode to find out more about it. Um, but I, I really want to hear from your mouth to Tom's ears. Uh, what did you think about my turkey this holiday season? It was really good. Did you see how dejected she was when she said that? Yeah, it was almost like she didn't want to say it. Yeah. What, what was? I think, I think Addie was your biggest fan. Yeah, and Addie's her daughter, and uh, she's 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 got a little bit of my mom and my brother in her. She will tell you honestly if it's a bad bird. <laughs> and she liked it. It was a good bird, wasn't it? Was it? Good. Yeah. It was good. Uh, okay, real quick before I let you go, um, Tom's wife, the Lord and Savior Kate, is turning 30 in February, and so for his her birthday, he bought her a Peloton. Is that a good gift?
0: I wouldn't want them, but they're
2: pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> she got it already, and she was ecstatic with it. So different folks for different strokes, yeah. There you go. All right. Do you want to leave us with any uh, advice? hope it doesn't end up being a clothes hanger. That's good advice
3: because uh, dust can, can build up pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, it does.
2: Okay, we'll talk to you later. Tell the hive hi.
3: <sighs> Leslie always has us thinking, doesn't she? Yeah. Going back to the bird quickly. Okay. Um, the problem I've run into a lot when I smoke my meats mm-hmm. is the carving.
2: I'm glad you brought this up because there has been a battle about carving this from my mom to Leslie to my brother. Well, there's a, there is a process. Like, there is a, there is a right way. I know the process. Oh, okay. I Googled it. I've spent time on this. Okay. Then then you should be the carver. That's what I said. But they were like, that's not how we want it. And I was like, I've watched extensively on how to carve this turkey. And that, get me, Tell me if I'm wrong. So I'm not
3: the best, but I I know what the process is. I just have a hard time
2: executing. It's an issue I have in many areas of my life. So basically, and then her brother came in, and uh, he just finished the carving. You know what he did? Just hands. Just pulled it from all the different places. I don't know how I feel about that. Had you already gotten the breast out? Yeah, I already gotten the breast out, and then he got all the dark meat and all the other stuff. So from my understanding and what I've learned on the Internet, and the Internet's never lied to me, so you cut down from the bone, straight down, horizontal. Boom. It's all about the joints. Yeah. And, well, you're supposed to cut the, the arms and the legs off first, and then it leaves the breast exposed.
3: Yeah. I, I don't think there's anything called an arm on a bird, but it's a wing and a leg. Yeah. 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 No so, arms. Yeah. No, case. I got you. Yeah. I, I got just want to make sure. Yeah.
2: yeah. And yeah. so- Have and you got your degree from- from uh, Utah State? Utah State? Yeah. Oh. Well, almost a degree from okay. Utah State. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I run an
3: honest program. I think the next class, they teach you about the legs and the wings and, oh, yeah. the, and the arms. Yeah.
2: So you, you go straight down on the breast, mm-hmm. and then you go crossed on the breast, and then you just take the whole breast out. And then you can just slice it. And you're supposed to go against the grain Correct. and kind of do it in a diagonal. And that so, the, so the breast is the easy part. Yeah, well, that's all I know.
3: Oh. Well, yeah, okay, that, that's not carving. Oh, so see. no wonder they didn't let you carve. <laughs> There's like...
2: 75% of the bird still that needs to be cut. I don't think so. I think 75% of the bird is the breast and then the other 25% is the whatever.
3: I would disagree, but we can put a poll up and let the people tell us. Okay. Uh the so the, the problem I have is the legs. Uh-huh. The legs are the hardest part. And and then I guess I guess the the, the thigh is also quite tricky. Yeah. So what I I always I know what you are you're supposed to. You're trying to find the joint uh-huh. that connects the thigh to the leg. Leg bones
2: connected to the Thigh, bone. Correct,
3: but yeah. you can't, like, obviously you can't see where that joint is because there's there's meat and skin that's covering it, right? Yeah. Um, and so I, I just, I'm yet to figure out kind of the correct angle to take the knife in. Well, I think what you do is you
2: just kind of stretch it and wiggle it, and then... You should the, be able to find it, yeah. The, the joint will present itself. The, the other problem
3: I think I'm having is I, I don't have a great knife. So the knives we have, they're good, but they're not like... Um, they're not like specific sharp carving knives. You know what I mean? Like, you need a good carving yes. knife or
2: you need an, uh, an electric knife. Yes. My mom's got an electric knife. Oh,
3: cool. And, and that's a game changer. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. And the knives we have are okay. They're just not the sharpest. I not, need to sharpen them, but I don't have that tool. So the I'm, knives I, I have
2: are ones that Leslie got from R.C. Willies because she bought a sofa. Usually they'll throw in something like that. Like, hey, thanks for buying a sofa. Here's some knives. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah that's kind of cool. It's usually down in the holiday season. So. Yeah good for you. Well, I'm glad you guys stuck around for turkey talk. Coming up, uh, I want to talk a little bit about puberty in oh, a conversation man. I had with my son in the car. <laughs> hey, welcome back to Dad Tastic. As I uh, teased you a little bit earlier, uh it's a puberty conversation with my 9-year-old son. Now, Tom, I don't remember if you remember puberty, like, because you know I'm 47, 48. We figured right around there, and I don't remember puberty much as a kid. Mm-hmm. But with all my kids, they have a class to talk about. They, it's called maturation. Mm. And so, with my oldest, who's now 16, had her maturation class. I was like, "Hey, do you want me to come?" She goes, "No, Dad." I go, "Why not?" And she goes, "Because you're gonna make it a joke and all about you." And I was like, "No, yeah." That's what I was going to do. I just wanted to go in there and and figure out what it was, you know. So my ex-wife went to that one. And then when Frankie had her maturation class, presented the same question. Hey, do you want me to come? No, Dad, I don't want you to come. (laughs) And it's her class, and she gets to pick the parent. So once again, she picked my ex-wife. Well, when it comes to my son. Here we go. Daddy's but, time. Yep. That's my time. And so last night because of – He doesn't even get an option, surely. No, he no, no. I'm going for sure. <laughs> yes. You know, and so because of the incidents last night with uh, Frankie getting – Yeah, 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 yeah. 80, her period. Yeah, Amy. Uh, we were talking about it and we were talking about the maturation class. And I go, Bowden, I'm coming with you. And for some reason, my, like he's smarter – than the average 9-year-old. I'd like to think. And uh I mean he's very inquisitive, asks some fun questions and and so we're going to get the taco time for uh Frankie, uh you know, and Leslie's on the phone and we're talking about maturation and all this other stuff and he looks over at me and goes, "Dad?" And I go, "Yeah, son." And he goes, "I don't want to grow hair down there." <laughs> and I went, "What?" And he goes, Dad, I don't. And I go, well, I mean, I don't, once again, it's kind of like Frankie's deal. You can't stop it. I said, but you can do things to to mitigate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Laser. Um, yeah. Laser. You know, there's trimming. A lot of trimming. You know what I mean? There's. It's called manscaping, son. And I, I didn't think I were going to have this conversation with you when you're nine and my girlfriend was on the car phone, you know. The car phone. Yeah, <laughs> so she's the oldest person I know. And so everything's oh goodness, going on. The car phone. And, and so we're sitting there, and he goes, "I just don't want to." And I go, "But why, son?" And he goes, oh, "I don't know how to say this." What does? Is that what he said? This is
3: what he said. Okay, because I want you to say it how he says it. And if we have to
2: mute it out or beep it or whatever, so be it. He goes. Dad, when I'm going to bathroom, I don't want to feel like I'm shaking the Bigfoot's hand. <laughs> I can't get cut. That's what he said. He's nine. You know what I mean? And I was like, what? How? how? I was like, how is... That is good
3: stuff from buddy.
2: And I was like, man, how did you think of this stuff? You know? And... I was just like – but it was one of those things that like even I – as we're going to bed, I sit there and I'm like – You can't get it out of your head. No. And I'm like, but that's the good stuff about being a dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? is having those moments. That's funny. You know know what I mean? Because I think you get to a certain age, you know, and maybe I'm at that age where you forget about just – how wonderful life is, yeah, and, and all the stuff that you know that's ahead of him and that I get to be a part of mm. because I think you get to a certain point where you get jaded, you know, and it's like I go to work, I go to bed, I get up, I go to work, I go to bed, yeah, and you know the just the, mon- funny though. the mundane life just hits you, yeah, and so i when out of nowhere he 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 lays this this nugget on me, i'm like
0: Hey, you're a genius. He's yeah.
2: a gen- I think he's, he might be a genius. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm excited for the world ahead of him. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of cool. That
3: is very funny. I had a thought this morning. Um, I remember, I remember being young and being at my grandparents' house, okay. my father's side, and they had this beautiful property down um, towards the beach. And and anywho, I was I, I just I, I don't know why this memory's in my head, but I remember one morning. And it was probably around Christmas time because that was when we were there the most. Um, I was in I was in their bedroom, and it was in the morning, and they were kind of getting out of bed, and all. Uh And I was young enough. I, I don't know how old I must have been. I, I I'm going to assume you know around Bowden's age. I bet nine nine. Mm-hmm. My grandpa used to and, and probably still does tuck his um, tank top. You know how he would wear a tank top under his shirt? Yeah. He would tuck that into his underpants. <laughs> and not into
2: his pants, but into no. uh, to his underwear. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm getting changed this morning, and I, I decided I don't wear a tank top, but I have a shirt on under this jumper or this uh, yeah sweatshirt, whatever you want to call it, and I said, like, I'm going to tuck this shirt into my underpants today.
2: Just to take it for a test drive, see how it is. So, yeah, and, and and I really enjoy it. Actually, <laughs> now, now
3: the problem I'm running into and I'm nervous about is I remember growing up being at my grandparents' house, and then re- once I've once I'd realised that my grandfather, who we call Papa, tucked his tank top into his underwear. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, what would happen is like he'd bend over to grab something below the sink, you know, dishwasher stuff, and 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 his underpants would be showing. Yeah, you know. Whereas if you tuck your your tank top or your shirt into your pants. Then you wouldn't be able to see your underwear. So yeah. I think, so I th- I think that's an issue, and I don't think people have solved that issue in twenty odd years. Uh-huh. But I guess I'm curious: Have you ever tucked your shirt into your underpants? You know, I think it keeps you warmer. Yeah. Which is which is why I decided today that I, I was going to go ahead and do that.
2: So d- d- did you tuck your shirt into your underwear and then go show the Lord and Savior, Kate? No. No, we're trying to have another baby soon. Oh, yeah, because it's not sexy. Heavens no. No, uh, no, no. But see, here's the thing is, um, and, and me and lovely Leslie have had this conversation. I don't wear undershirts. I, I don't like undershirts. I, I, I'm i not a big fan of it. Well, no, I understand that. But, like, you're wearing a shirt right now.
3: Yeah. yeah I, I tuck the shirt, just a shirt, into my underpants.
2: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of tucking. Oh, so you don't tuck it up. You want to know why? And it goes back to the love handles. You tuck a shirt and you got love handles like me. You know what that accentuates? Your love handles. It flops them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It gives you the nice curvature of your shirt. It's like, cause I've got a pretty good chest and, and a pretty good upper body. And then it goes right down to love handles. And so, uh, yeah, I just, I like to leave stuff untucked.
3: Okay, that's cool.
2: Um, I kind of thought you might
3: be. I don't know. I just had a thought this morning when I was when I was getting dressed. I'm like, I wonder how many people out there actually do
2: that. Well, let's ask our our, our son Josh. Mm. You know, uh, Josh, we haven't spoken to Josh in a while. I know. Let's, let's make this the Josh segment, shall okay, we? So, Josh, um, because you're kind of fashion forward, I guess you would be depression Mode, thing if you at will. All. Yeah, no. You, I mean, you got the top bun, uh, tight shirts. You know, um, the, the, the kids are calling you Sexy Jesus. That's true. Um, yeah, with my medium shirts. Uh, do you tuck your shirts into your underwear? No, that sounds like an elbow no. Kind of thing. I don't. I well, will you never didn't, you do didn't that. Phrase it correctly. Okay. Okay.
1: And uh, I don't tuck. I'm not a. am oh, not a button down type of person. So you just don't tuck at all. No, there's no tucking. Oh. If I were a lawyer or a car salesman, I guess I would. But we're in radio and podcasting over here, so it's a little. I like it's a little this, more this business,
3: by the way. Yeah, I do yeah, too. Because I I can tuck or I can't tuck. Yeah, you know, don't tuck and. No you, no big deal. You got
2: options. I, I got plenty. Lovely Leslie says options are what make the world go round. I agree with her. Um, Josh, anything exciting happened to you over the holidays?
1: <laughs> no. Nope. Just, uh... Why are you trying to set him up like that?
2: <laughs> I mean, this is a free space. It's open. He uh, doesn't want to share. He doesn't want to share.
1: He just hung out with some family, ate good food, and put on some weight. Oh, oh. did you? Yeah, I don't know. I'm sitting at like 165 maybe.
2: I think I was 165 when I was <laughs> in ninth grade. <laughs> yeah, I think i at age, 165. Yeah. you listen listening to Dadtastic, a podcast about two dads. We're not going to come back. This is the end of it. Don't forget, the K- Dadtastic we'll is a-, a long break. It's the KSL podcast.